It's time for the Moving the Chains podcast. Your home for high school football coverage in the Palmetto State. Every team, every game, every week. And now your host, Kevin Thomas and Jarrell Hendricks. Welcome in to Moving the Chains Week 9 South Carolina High School Football Recap Show. I'm Kevin Thomas alongside Jarrell Hendricks. Coming to you after another crazy week of scores across the state, Drew. I know we were texting about it Friday night, man. Just another just wild, wild Friday night in South Carolina. Yes, man. Some great games across the state with huge playoff uh, region implications. So, um, you know, it's that time of the year where everything counts. All the mistakes are uh, magnified. Um, all the big plays are amplified. So uh, just another great week, and I'm looking forward to the – this week 10 and then getting into the playoffs. That's right. We had some region championships on the line last. We got some coming up in this, this coming up in this coming week. So a lot of stuff still to be decided, but some stuff's kind of settled out there. But this is your first time tuning in. We appreciate you. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Moving Chains, M-O-V-I-N-C-H-A-I-N-S. There's our handle. Check us out here on uh, either Spotify or Google or, or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Subscribe, five-star, whatever you want to do. Drill and I do a recap show. Usually Sundays or Mondays on the previous week. I do a preview show with John Epps. Comes out on Tuesday. That's on Facebook or on our audio-only versions here. And then we got some interviews going out, too. We had a nice one with the Powdersville head coach, Robert Muster, that dropped last Thursday. Definitely want to check that out. we got some more stuff coming for you guys next week as well as the playoffs get ready. So definitely tune in for all that. Before we get rolling here, let's get a quick word in from our friends and sponsors, the Georgia Agency and Security Advantage Federal Credit Union. And our podcast, Trail Moving the Chains, is brought to you by the George Agency, serving the insurance needs of South Carolina for over 35 years. They're a full-line insurance agency concentrated in employee benefits and health insurance in office in Mullins and Merle's Inlet. They can help you all across the state. They have clients in Greer, Rock Hill, Columbia, et cetera. So wherever you are, they can help. Whether you're a seasonal worker or a small business owner needing insurance for your company, give Bradley, Wayne, Rich, and the crew a call. TheGeorgeAgency.net. Check them out there. Tell them the Moving the Chains boys sent you. And also our newest sponsor, Security Advantage Federal Credit Union. They, are, they have a clear purpose to improve the financial lives of their members. They offer much lower loan rates and don't charge the fees that other banks do. Whatever your personal journey, Security Advantage is here to offer you smart financial solutions. Join today at securityadvantagefcu.com. That's securityadvantagefcu.com. Security Advantage Federal Credit Union, win at banking, thrive at life, member NCUA. Okay, well, Drew, I know we wanted to give a special shout out here. I'll let you handle that. We'll roll, then we'll roll right into our games of the week and our uh, pick 'em scores. Yeah, we want to give that shout out to Coach Strickland of Newberry High School. This is going to be his last season coaching there. Um, just a, a great guy, great coach. Uh, but Newberry was able to knock off Batesburg Leesville 20 to 14 in their last home game. Um, I know they play at Gray next week. Uh, I don't know how the tiebreakers work out, but potentially for a region championship there. But I uh, just want to give kudos to a great career um, for that educator and uh, great role model mentor for a lot of people in that community. Yeah, and I believe, Drill, I think it's, it's right. I believe he coached at Baseball League before he went to Newberry. So really cool then to be able to kind of get that matchup there in that last home game for Coach Strickland. So hats off to him. I know he's helped out a lot of people around the state for several years. So good to see him uh, get a win there in that final home game for sure. Awesome, awesome. 
well, let's hop into the games of the week. You know, we did not make it out to a game this week, which kind of stinks, uh, but we had some some prior commitments. Uh, but there was no shortage in our uh, our 10 games. We'll start off with uh, a barn burner, Greenwood and Greenville, um, basically deciding that region. Greenwood able to get that win 30-29 over the Red Raiders. Crazy game. I believe that Greenville scored first play of the game on a pro Franklin pass, I think it was. You know, Greenwood came back, took a couple score lead. Uh, Greenville's able to come back and take a lead late in the game. Then I want to say Greenwood ran a, a, some kind of trick play on their final drive to score, score a touchdown to go up with five or six minutes to go, able to stop the Red Raiders. And the Eagles clinched that, uh, that region there with that win Friday night at home. Yeah, I know there's some funky stuff with Lawrence in that region, but I think Greenwood does clinch there. Um, so kudos to them. I know they – they, uh, they've just played really good ball all season. They challenged themselves out of the region. Uh, and then Greenville being the number one team, you know, a top five matchup there. To get that win, um, I know they're, they're very excited down there. Yeah, and that was impressive. You know, we had seen maybe some chinks in Greenville's armor at the game we saw at Northwestern. We worried about the pass blocking and things like that. It seemed like they held up pretty well. Uh, I saw some highlights of Franklin being able to throw it, or throw it around. So a good look there for the Red Raiders. Now, they haven't really played a – a tough game in a few weeks. They had played Malden early in the year. They played Rock Hill early in the year, played Northwestern early in the year. The last few weeks, they haven't had a ton of a really stiff competition. So nice to see them play tough against Greenwood coming off of a two-week break due to a bye week and then a COVID cancellation. That was nice there. I believe that was Greenwood's actually first region championship since like 2012, which is kind of surprising if you think about how, you know, story that program is. But good job by both teams there. Great to see a competitive game. Two teams that I think will definitely make some noise in the playoffs. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they're going to make some noise in 4A. Four, uh, and Greenville shouldn't fall too far in the rankings. I mean, no shame losing that game by one point on the road. So kudos to the Red Raiders. I know it's a tough loss, but, you know, would, they'll definitely bounce back. Uh, but moving on to our next game, uh, we had Myrtle Beach and South Florence. Uh, this was to decide uh, Region 6, 4A. Myrtle Beach was able to win this game 21-17 over South Florence. Uh, I know there was a big game for Adam Randall, uh, but it's a, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Myrtle Beach wins the game, wins the region, but kudos to that South Florence team. I mean, losing Lenora Sellers halfway through the season and playing Myrtle Beach so close. I mean, kudos to that program. Those are just two really good teams. They played very well. You're right without Sellers. I was a little surprised about kind of how this wasn't a more of a high scoring game. You know, I thought both these teams would kind of light it up a little bit. With uh, you know with Berger and Randall and those guys, and then what South Florence has got the Quincy uh, Quincy Rhodes, I believe it is playing quarterback now for them. I know there was a little bit of controversy late in the game. I believe South Florence got a controversial uh, unsportsmanlike conduct called against them on a ball where the guy was trying to get it off the field and he kicked it instead of throwing it because he had a cast on his hand and threw the flag. I don't know how much of an impact that paid or that played late in the game, but tough way to lose it for sure. I think that sets up Myrtle Beach with a game against their rival, North Myrtle Beach, this weekend. Doesn't, you know, matter as far as region standings go, but that's a game that both those teams want to win. So, good to see the Seahawks have some momentum going into that ball game uh, this Friday night. Yeah, but just like you said, just two more teams that are going to make some noise in 4A there um, with Myrtle Beach and um, South Florence, but it seems like it was a really good game. Uh, but moving down to uh, 2A, uh, Another huge matchup for them, we had Phillip Simmons and Timberland. Uh, we haven't really talked much about Phillip Simmons or Timberland this year, uh, but they were both having great seasons. Um, but Phillip Simmons was able to win that game 24-13 over Timberland and uh, clinch that region. 
Yeah, big win for those guys. I know I picked Timberland because I was pretty high on them after that Lamar win that they had earlier in the year. But honestly, I mean, uh, Phillip Simmons, they keep winning week in, week out. They, they earned it Friday night. I mean, hats off to those guys that won in the region. Yep, that was a great game there. And then moving on, uh, Southside Christian, 42-7 to over Dixie. Um, thought this would be better due to the records. We know that Southside Christian is having a great season. Uh, but Dixie had been playing – playing uh, pretty well this year, uh, but it just turns out that uh, Southside Christian was just too much for him. I think Dixie had won five or six games in a row leading into that game. They lost one early to a, a higher classification team there led by the Satterfield kid, but Southside Christian has just got so much firepower, man. I think it's, I think honestly in 1A, it's probably them and then a big step down to everybody else. Uh, do want to give a, a shout out to, to Dixie for actually scoring points. They're the first team other than 4A Greer to score against Southside Christian this year. So, so good job for that. But the Sabres are, are looking forward to a repeat, and I think it's going to be tough for somebody to knock those guys off. Yeah, most definitely. They just keep rolling. And, um, yeah, like you said, kudos to Dixie. I mean, they, they scored. <laughs> they're having a great season, so no shame there. Uh, and they're probably going to lock up that second spot in Region 1-1A. Uh, moving on to our next game, uh, oh, a game that's closer than I thought it would be personally. We had Hannah and Burns, and, and Burns just continues to get better through this season, uh, but they lose a close game to Hannah, 28-22. And I think T.L. Hannah scored really late in that game. I think they, there was a touchdown pass with about 16, 15 seconds left uh, for them to take the lead there and uh, win that game against Burns. Yeah, like you said, Burns, I guess that defense has just really grown up uh, over the last few weeks. You know, early in the year, they could not stop anybody, giving up just tons and tons and tons of points. But they really played well against Dorman, getting the nice late win there. I know they lost to Hannah, which you never want to lose a game. But defense played better holding that offense to 28 is pretty solid there. And, that you know, they outscored Hannah 15-7 to in that fourth quarter, gave, them, gave themselves a chance to win. But now my worry for them, uh, Drell, is has, has, the law, has the offense lost a little bit? You know, we saw them putting up 30, 40, even 60 earlier in the year. Last couple weeks they've been in the 20s. Is that just maybe they're slowing it down some, you think, to kind of help out the defense? Or is it maybe people have figured out some stuff against the offense or injuries or, or, or what? I don't know. Well, I mean, it's hard because two weeks ago they scored 70. So That's true. That is true. Good point. Good point. <laughs> it's been hard to, to figure out what's going on there. But, um, I mean, just – maybe some some more continuity there. Like you said, just trying to play more complimentary football. Uh, but, I mean, that's a really, really good Hannah team. So, no shame losing there. Burns is playing a lot better. And because, I know, we've kind of pegged Hannah as one of those teams that can give Gaffney um, a run for it in the upper state in 5A. So, uh, it's a really good game and uh, two really good teams. And, uh, you know, Hannah's definitely wanted to keep that momentum going into the playoffs. Yeah, so Hannah will play Hillcrest Friday night for the region championship over at Hillcrest. Be a great ball game there. Burns still has a chance to win their region if Dorman beats Spartanburg and leads by the right, by the right number of points. They've got a crazy region tiebreaker. So all comes down to that Dorman-Spartanburg game Friday night and how that one turns out. But Burns, trend in the right direction for sure, even after a loss. They could be a team that can make some noise in the upper state, but a uh, big win for Hannah there over at Nixon Field. Of course, of course. So the next game we have, we have Dutch Fork. They just continue to roll. They win 49-3 to over Lexington. Um, actually, a really strong defensive performance for Dutch Fork. Um, they held Lexington to 116 yards in this game. We already know about the stars on offense with Patterson and Green and Williams, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think they all had early nights off uh, – 
but the silver foxes just look like they can't be touched. Continue to roll, man. They don't play close football games. You know, it's surprising to see. You think at some point these high school kids may have a letdown game or whatever, but it just does not happen for Dutch Fort. And that's credit to Coach Tom Knotts and some of those senior leaders they have. They they bring it every week, and they're going to beat you by 40-plus every week, and you can't do anything about it right now. Yeah, they're just not letting off the gas. And, you know, you know, sometimes you can get bored, but it seems like these guys aren't. They just continue to roll. So kudos to them. And I know Lexington, they've had a good season, too. I think they have a game coming up next week uh, to where they can uh, get the second seed in that mm-hmm. region. So, um, you know, a lot still to play for for those guys, too. Um, but the next game we had was Green Sea Floyds against Hannah Pamplico. Um, Kevin, I know we were high on Hannah Pamplico a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, Green Sea Floyds has kind of just snuck into that region and um, sets up with a match, a big matchup next week with Lakeview um, for Region 5-1A there. But Green Sea Floyds wins that game 30-26 to over Hannah Pamplico. Yeah, the Trojans are a team, you know, they had back-to-back state title, either wins or appearance, I can't remember, a few years back. Had a kind of a fall-off last year when the coach left and the big-time running back Jaquan Dixon left. They seem to be back. You know, they've kind of slid under the radar Hadn't really been talked about. We talked about Lakeview in that region. We talked about Hannah Pamplico in that region and whatnot. Talked about even Johnsonville in that region with the big one over Hannah Pamplico. Green Sea Floyds keeps winning, and they're in a spot where they can get in, get that one seed, get some home games. They can make some noise as well in 1A. Yeah, I think I've read, you know, and we get a lot of information. I want to get, you know, it's kind of a weird spot, but I want to give kudos to all the great reporters and things mm-hmm. like that uh, that cover this state for us with the newspapers and things. But I did read where uh, I think Green Sea Floyds, I think with that win this Friday, they play at home regardless of what happens next week. So, mm-hmm. so kudos to one of the top two seeds, and yeah. yeah. So nice. kudos to them for that. Um, and in the next game, we had uh, Indian Land against Catawba Ridge. This game went into overtime. Catawba Ridge was able to win it 16-13 over Indian Land. Uh, two teams that seemed like they're on different trajectories. Uh, Indian Land was was cruising um, in the out-of-region games, but they've kind of stumbled the last few weeks. Yeah, so that's a team that, you know, we thought they were going to be very good, have kind of fallen off, like you mentioned there. Catawba Ridge, a team that really needed a win there. I believe that, you know, guarantees them a playoff spot. Uh, I think they'll be on the road. But I want to say they're probably locked into that third spot now in that region ahead of Indian, Indian Land and Lancaster. Uh, a Really a strong region that kind of surprised me. Going into the year, I thought they would be a, a kind of a down region. But they've all played very well. You know, York and South Point set up, setting up for the title this Friday night. But – you know, the, the Copperheads needed a win to, to guarantee them some good, some good stuff, and they got it Friday night in overtime. Yeah, kudos to them um, for winning that game and, uh, you know, getting in the playoffs. And, you know, you never know what happens when you get in the playoffs. You might get hot at the right time. So, uh, and they got a big-time quarterback. So, we'll see what happens. Um, the next game we had was Gilbert and Strom Thurmond. Gilbert wins this game 21-7. Uh, they remain in the driver's – well, not in the driver's There's a three-way tie now with Orangeburg-Wilkinson, uh, Brooklyn Casey and Gilbert Strom Thurmond drops out by losing on Friday. It was a good defensive performance by Gilbert. I know they forced three turnovers in that game, uh, but uh, kudos to them for, for staying up there and uh, we'll see what they can do going forward. What a wild region. Uh, just, you know, so many teams with a chance there still. I like Gilbert a lot. I probably like him the best out of the, out of that group. Click and run the ball so well, but uh, we'll see what happens here this Friday night and how it all shakes out for sure. Most definitely. All right. In the final game that we had in our top 10, we had Andrew Jackson and Chesterfield. Chesterfield wins the game 27-20 over Andrew Jackson. Another team that we haven't talked about much this year in Chesterfield, uh, but they've put together a great season. 
put up some points, too, in some of these games. I know they didn't do as many last week. I think they had 80 a couple weeks ago. They can really sling it, really score it. I believe that gives them the region championship in that region, I think, so after that win. So those guys, you know, if you get in a shootout with them, good luck because they can they can score. Yep, so good for them. And, yes, that does um, – I think that moves them to 6-1 and one and 4-0 and oh in that region. So, yeah, they – they uh, locked that up on on Friday. Just wanted to point out some other games, Kev, that we had that were close. Um, Chapman, who we saw last week against Clinton, mm-hmm. had a uh, you know a nail biter against Union County, thirty eight thirty five in overtime. So that was kind of surprising to see after the big win against Clinton. It was, and that was a game. You know, they were down for a while there as well. I just it, I know this is kind of going flip flip flopping on this side here. I still cannot believe that Union County is, is, is winless. I mean, that is a program that, you know, you saw competing for championships, region and state, year after year after year. And now I think they're sitting 0-6, 0-7. Hard to believe. You know, they fought hard. So credit to that coaching staff and those players for not giving up and actually putting up a tough fight last week to Chapman. But, man, that, that that's sad to see there. But, you know, Chapman maybe kind of got caught in a letdown spot. They were talking, We were just talking about how, you know, Dutch Fork doesn't have those. Chapman, you know, had, had a tighter ball game. Um but the, I think they're, they've basically locked in that region now as well with that win, I think. And uh, they'll be home for quite a while in the playoffs over there, Coach Cabinets and those guys will be. So, yeah, that was good. big of them to go ahead and, and lock it up. But uh, I know it's a little close for comfort and overtime. Another close game we had, and just looking at the score, don't really have too many details on the actual game. But Ford Dorchester squeaks by West Ashley. Another team, I don't think they played that many uh, non-region games. They played more. I think this was only their fifth game of the year. Uh, but you typically don't see uh, Fort Dorchester only score 18 points. So a, a six-point win for them and uh, kind of raised some eyebrows when I was scrolling through the scores from this weekend. Surprising to me as well. You know, Zoltan Osborne's a guy I'm really high on. Uh, he can sling it all over the yard. Those guys score a lot with him and McKelvey and that group there at the head of the wide receiver core. To score 18, I don't know what happened. Great defensive game plan, I guess, by, by the other guys there. But Fort D, I think they're still for real, still going to be a tough out. And I think it probably comes down to them and Dutch Fork there in the lower state for that 5A title, which obviously everybody has, everybody has to lean Dutch Fork for sure. For sure. And another one, we're going to shout out our friends at Gaffney. We couldn't let you slide by 21 to 3 on the score line. But if you start looking at the stats, I think Gaffney had a little bit over 200 yards of total offense. I know they had another defensive score. And I think it was two big plays by Tyler Smith that was able to, to put those 21 on the board. But, uh, 21-3 is uh, not what you want to see if you're Gaffney heading towards the playoffs. Yeah, that was a game. I was getting some updates throughout the throughout the game. I think that Gaffney had 46 yards of offense in the first half. Clover only had 87, so really defensive defensive slugfest. I know in the first half, Clover kind of played some keep away. I think they had the ball like 16, 17 minutes while Gaffney had it for like seven or, or whatever <laughs> it was. So so pretty wild there. But, um, you know, interesting game. You know, Gaffney clinches the region with that win, but – I know Clover kind of tried to stack the box, at least in the first half and part of the second half, making Gaffney throw it, which, you know, if you listen to Drell and John and I talk about it, that's what we would do as well. We know those running backs are great. Um, good game plan from Clover. Didn't have the offense to take advantage of it, obviously. But interesting to see if that's what a lot of these teams do in the playoffs, that they kind of stack the box, seven, eight guys, and make Loftus beat them, which he's got the ta- talent to do it. They got the receivers to do it. But, you know, they didn't have their best game Friday night, that's for sure. Yeah, and I was actually giving Gaffney too much. They ended up with 161 total yards. They had five total first downs and only possessed the ball for 14 minutes and 40 seconds. 
tough. It, it's it's hard to believe they won with those stats, honestly. But good, good job by the Indians there. Yeah, I mean that just shows another thing. It shows how good that Gaffney team mm-hmm. is. Even on a terrible night, they still win by three scores. So I mean, well, so I mean, like that's a that's a great game for them. Yeah. Uh, but it did, it did raise some eyebrows. Yes. Any other close games you want to go through here, Drill? Before we get into some of our players of the week. Those are ones I had highlighted. Did you have anything else? That's the only ones I wanted to shout out. Nothing else really jumped out at me. But, yeah, let's hop into that. Some players. I've got a couple here, Drew. I'm going to run through uh, before we get into yours. And okay. one of them I got to shout out is quarterback Bennett Judy from the Hillcrest Rams, 18 for 25, only 227 yards, but five touchdowns and a big win over JL Man uh, setting up that region championship game against TL Hand this Friday night. So, big win there. Big game from Bennett Judy and those guys over at the Rams. And the other one I'll shout out, he was on the list last week. He makes it again this week. And that's Jeremiah Lomax from Abbeville. He has now had five straight games with a pick six. Hard to believe. Um, you know, you think you get one pick six a year, you've had a great season. This guy's got one five straight games. Just tough to believe. But hats off to Jeremiah Lomax and that Abbeville Panther group. Huge out. Five pick sixes is absolutely insane. So, congrats to him. I got two more for you. I got Jarvis Green from Dutch Fork. I know, yada, 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 easy pickings, but got to highlight these guys, man. 133 yards rushing, four touchdowns on the ground. He had two catches for 51, another touchdown, and, you know, playing a little bit over half the game. So, kudos to Jarvis. Um, he continues to get offers and recruited pretty heavily. So, uh, kudos to him. And then Cameron Brown, the Westwood quarterback, 235 yards passing, 130 rushing, and four total touchdowns. So, um, and that upset win over Irmo. Yeah, perfect tra- transition there, Drell, as well. As we go into our upset of the week, there weren't a ton of them this week, honestly. And the one that we think about that we both agreed on there is upset of the week was Westwood over Irmo. I believe that score was what, 42 to 37. Is that right, Drell? That is correct. 42 37. Um, Irmo actually led this game 34-14 at the half. This ended up being the largest comeback in school history for Westwood. So that was definitely our upset of the week. And uh, kind of to add insult to injury there, by Irmo losing that game, it puts AC Floor back in the driver's seat for that region. Man, you know, great win there by the Red Hawks. I think they're right there. So I don't know. I guess that'll probably give them the two seed then, I would assume, over Irmo. I want to say they both got one loss now in that region. Um, so, just a, a bad night for, for Irmo, the Yellow Jackets overall. But big win for Westwood and, and what is our upset of the week. Anything else you want to add to that game there, Drill? Yeah, no, it just really just – I don't know. But we were – you know, it's just, just a letdown game. But kudos, Westwood has been playing great ball. But they have. We just really, like, don't like to see those games, especially the way they lost, you know. Being up by 20 points at half, you think you're cruising to a win. And um, it just shows, man, there's so much talent in this state. There's so many good coaches. You can't ever, you know, let your foot off the accelerator. That's why those great programs like Dutch Ford, um, you know, even Gaffney, you know, they, they always win. And so, you know, you just see a little bit for those building programs like an Irmo um, where they maybe like let off the gas a little bit and, and let Westwood get them. And, and now it puts them in a spot where they could end up being a two seed after coming off that big high of beating Flora last week. So big shout out and congrats to, to those guys, Coach Matt Quinn over at Westwood, you know, Cameron Brown, Julian Milligan, Noah Jennings, those guys. So it's a big win for those guys. Drew, let's get into some stock up here. Um, I've got a couple I wanted to shout out. Green Sea Floyd's, a team we mentioned a few minutes ago, big win over Hannah Pamplico. 
Flying under the radar. They keep winning. They keep rolling. Looking in a good spot. They got a good chance to get that one seed out of that region. The Trojans are for real drill. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they just it's been under the radar. It's just been methodical. And that's a tough region, that that region five one A, you know, with Lakeview and Johnsonville and Hannah Panthico. And kudos to them, man. You know, they they're always a great program. So you know, you know, they're gonna make some noise in, in the playoffs. Yes, a big winner for them. Another one I had uh, was Catawba Ridge. I know we've been kind of we were high on them to start of the year. Really fell off for a while with a couple of tough losses there to some teams we didn't think they should lose to, or and they weren't really competitive in. But big win for those guys in OT over Indian Land. They just needed a, a win over a good team or a decent team, and they finally got it Friday night. And maybe that's what it's going to take to get those guys over the hump. I mean, you know, we've more so been frustrated with them because they have a lot of talent. Um, you know, the quarterback's young, but he's you know going to be one of the, the most highly recruited players out there. Um, so maybe this win can give them that boost, and, and that's a tough region. Um, so, yeah, definitely give them kudos and, and stock up to, to Catawba Ridge there. Yeah, anyone else you got on the stock up list there, Jarrell? Uh, for me, it's 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 easy pickings. Um, definitely take Westwood, you know, just being able to to get that big win over Irmo. So kudos to them. Um, also Chesterfield, a yeah, team that we early. They've been flying under the radar this year. Uh, but they lock up that region, and uh, they're playing some good ball. Uh, and I just wanted to give shout-outs to a couple more teams um, that we haven't talked about much, and Woodruff and South Aiken mm-hmm. having good seasons. I know Woodruff has been more in the region side of things, but South Aiken is just having a great season altogether. Yeah, I believe uh, if they haven't already locked up that region, they got a good chance this Friday night to do it. I think they're sitting undefeated in that region still. And that's a tough one, too, with you know a team like uh, North Augusta in there who's, who's usually a perennial power. So big season for South Aiken there for sure. Let's kind of flip the script there, Jarrell, to stock down. One team that I had on there, a team that we were, you know, we didn't really know what to think about them early in the year, but they were 5-0, 4-0, whatever it was. That's Woodmont. They've lost a lot of games down the stretch here, including 38-28 to to Malden uh, Friday night over there at uh, Freeman Field. And I believe that gives Malden the three seed in that region, puts Woodmont down to four. So tough loss there for, for Woodmont. Big win for Malden, but Woodmont really, really fell off from the start of the year drill. Yeah, I think in that may just be a product of, you know, them not being able to schedule the caliber opponents in the non-region mm-hmm. um, that we would expect for a team in, in that classification. Uh, but, you know, they've continued to fight. Um, they're having a, a good season for their standards. And uh, those, those kids are playing hard, but, yeah, got to give them stock down <laughs> after the way they started. Yeah, and one other one is a team that we've already hit on, uh, and that's Irmo. So no need to really rehash that too much, but just a tough loss there. And, you, you know, you hate to see that because, you, you know, you, you want to think that these kids aren't going to have letdown games, but they do. But you think you got a, a quarterback, the, the level of Isaiah Whiteside, he may be enough. But especially looking at the way they lost the game, too, up big and, and falling back, not a great look for those guys uh, and puts him in a tough spot going into the playoffs as far as, you know, where they're going to be seated now. And literally, it's just polar opposites. You go from the high of highs last week to the low of lows. Um, but again, they're 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 a good team, so um, I'm sure they'll they'll figure it out. Go back to work this week at practice and um and, and get ready for the playoffs. For sure. Anyone else trailing that stock down grouping? Um, Indian Land. I got to put them in there. Um, again, losing to Catawba Ridge in overtime. No shame to that, but um. You know, they were playing really, really good ball early on in the year, kind of faltered when it's come to region play. Uh, another team that's kind of faltered, Louisville, you know, mm-hmm. they were top 10 
early in the season and they've gotten into region play and just, just really stubbed their toes. Um, <laughs> I don't think they've won a game in region. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's a tough look for those guys. Um, you know, cause we, we thought we had some high hopes for them early in the year and they got, they got up there, but they have not played well since that time. But Drew, I think that's going to do all of our stock up uh, in stock down. So anybody else for for move forward? No, nah, man, that's all I got today. Awesome. Well, let's give one more quick shout out to our friends before we get out of here. And our podcast, Joe Moving the Chains, is brought to you by the George Agency, serving the insurance needs of South Carolina for over 35 years. They're a full-line insurance agency concentrated in employee benefits and health insurance in office in Mullins and Merrill's Inlet. They can help you all across the state. They have clients in Greer, Rock Hill, Columbia, et cetera. So wherever you are, they can help. Whether you're a seasonal worker or a small business owner needing insurance for your company, give Bradley, Wayne Richard, and the crew a call, thegeorgeagency.net. Check them out there. Tell them the Moving the Chains boys sent you. And also our newest sponsor, Security Advantage Federal Credit Union. They, are, they have a clear purpose to improve the financial lives of their members. They offer much lower loan rates and don't charge the fees that other banks do. Whatever your personal journey, Security Advantage is here to offer you smart financial solutions. Join today at securityadvantagefcu.com. That's securityadvantagefcu.com. Security Advantage Federal Credit Union. Win at banking, thrive at life. Member NCUA. Okay, and that will just about do it here for our week nine South Carolina High School football show and our, our recap show, excuse me, that is. You know, Drill, we've had a, a long season. It's kind of flown by really quickly, honestly, but a lot of stuff still to be decided. We got some region championships on the line this Friday night, a lot of big time games. Any in particular you're really, you're really looking forward to in this uh, week 10 here, Drill? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely a few games I'm looking forward to. Let me get that pulled up because you just put me on the spot. Sorry. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll go first. I mean, one of mine, York South Point, you know, a game that, uh, is going to decide that region. A York team that we didn't really have high hopes for early in the year has really played well. South Point, we knew they were good. It will be a great matchup over there between the Stallions and the Cougars. Most definitely. Another game, too, we got Hannah and Hillcrest. Um, two contrasting styles, you know. I, I like I like Hillcrest. You know they like to to throw the ball, and uh, Hannah's just got that old school. Everybody touch it. Um, so that should be a good game. I'm pretty sure that game's for for a region mm-hmm. championship. It as is. Well. It is. It is. Well, yeah, so this is you guys' first time tuning in. We appreciate it. Subscribe, five-star, like us, rate us on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you're, wherever you're listening to us. Also, follow us on all social media platforms at Moving Chains, at M-O-V-I-N-C-H-A-I-N-S. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We do a video show on Tuesday, a preview show. Then we do the recap show on Sunday's audio-only version. We also do some interviews. We had a great interview come out last week with Coach Robert Muster from Powdersville. Gave us some really good insight to that program and that team and how well they're doing. Definitely check that out on Facebook there or the audio-only version as well. Early in the year, we had a great interview with the Riverside quarterback, Rob Sanders. We had uh, Clint and defense coordinator, Ethan Campbell, on there. So a lot of good stuff for you guys to listen to. we got some more good stuff coming next week as well. But appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, it's been a blast. Drew, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Man, week 10, like you said, season has flown by. Uh, but this is it, man. This is where it really gets fun. I know some people got some buys. We got some big games to, to lock up some regions. And then we just get into the fun stuff where these guys, uh, you know, the, the grind of the season gets paid off and we get these playoff bursts. And uh, I just can't wait, man. Going to be a good Friday night, man. Going to be a good Friday night. But for Jarrell Hendricks, I'm Kevin Thompson, moving the chains. Appreciate you guys tuning in. This has been our week nine South Carolina High School Football Recap Show.